Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Buckle up, because it's going to be a long ride. It's going to be a wild ride. No one cares, but we're going to tell you anyways. This is Popcorn Chats. Alrighty, what's up everyone? Welcome back to Popcorn Chats. I'm McKay. And I'm Katie. So this is coming out after election week. I'm hoping that we know the results at this point. Katie and I are recording this on election day before any information has come out. So I'm sure we are all needing um, a little bit of comfort, a little bit of, you know, just a safe space to turn off your mind and enjoy some, just some heartwarming content. So we're going to be talking about our comfort movies today. Yeah, it's also November, and I just feel like it's comfort season. Mm-hmm. I also am just feeling, like, so nostalgic because around a year ago, we started, like, planning and conceptualizing this podcast. Mm-hmm. And that is just putting me in the feels. Like, I'm so proud of us. I can't believe we've come this far. I actually think it, we started planning in, like, mid-October of last year. Okay. I feel like you had called me when you were driving back to Iowa, and you were like, I want to start a podcast. And I was like, I want to start a podcast. And we were like, why don't we do this? And we had started coming up with some original ideas. Mm-hmm. I think I still have the Google Docs folder. That was, like, our original thing. So... I'll look for that, and then I'll pull it up for our one-year anniversary. It's also NaNoWriMo for any writers out there, so I'm trying to, like, stick with a writing goal this month. So far, I'm already behind, but that's okay. I'm not trying to, like, let that, like, be like, oh, well, you're already behind, so, like, you should just give up and, like, quit. I'm going to try to get a full first draft done this month. Exciting. What is NaNoWriMo? We'll see if that happens. National Novel Writing Month. Okay. Something like that. We always did it in school in my English classes. So it's just like where authors basically set a goal for the month of November to like get something done. So whether it's like I'm going to write a thousand words every day or I'm going to write a chapter a day or I'm going to do this. So just like all about setting goals and like a lot of writers like post to like keep themselves accountable and stuff. Mm. I'm not posting anywhere. I'm just more trying to keep myself on goal. But I'm trying to have a first draft completely finished, which is a problem for me because I go back every single time I log in and like edit past things yeah. before writing new things so it's challenging me to just like sit down and just keep going so yeah that's a good goal I just finished act three of my movie the other day so now I just have the finale act four to complete but I have to like go back through and change a bunch of stuff because I had it taking place during COVID and then I was like this is too much of an undertaking because like it's just too much So I'm going back and changing all that and I have like a bunch of changes I want to make, but I'm just trying to like get it done and then go back. Mm -hmm. I think that's such a problem because every time though when I go back to like read something to like get back into that headspace bit, I'm like, oh, let me just like change that before I know what I've spent like an hour just making changes and I haven't even written a new word. Yeah. Also, I had a thought last night when Sam was then talking about all of her different books that she had bought and I was looking over them and they're all talking about all these different books that they've read and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, okay, scratch that. I am not optioning up a contemporary fiction for my pick. 
I feel like I don't think any of them read fiction. Yeah, I don't know. I might be rethinking my pick. I mean, granted, I have a wild tale because we're just going to be starting Jenna's book and then we still have your book before mine, but I was just thinking that last night. I'm like, I better <laughs> give something new. Yeah, I still don't even know. I want mine to be cool and like a good yeah. conversation starter, so. Ugh, guys, book club stress. And there's also like a <laughs> civil war pending, so we might not even have book club. <laughs> but we made a pact last night at book club. We were like, even if there's a civil war, guys, every Monday we are meeting. Yep, because we need something to look forward to. Yeah, and something to keep our minds war. active in this. <sighs> also, the fact that it's getting dark an hour earlier. Uh uh-uh. uh. That I already be, feel it. When Joe Biden is president. That should be his first thing that he just gets rid of. That would mm-hmm. help me immensely. I don't understand why it's a thing. I really don't. It's for like farmers or something, but I don't care. I'm sorry. Yeah, farmers. just there's my lights. mental health can't take it. I, it was like for back when we didn't have electricity. So now it's like we got electricity. I don't think we need this whole depression happening now. And I don't like it either because it makes time zones more difficult at work of figuring out then like who's where. And I already just, I don't know why time zones trip my mind out so much of being like, okay, so they said that the meeting's at 9 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Yeah, what the fuck so is that? So what is that central time? I'm constantly Googling what oh, time bet. is it in Colorado. Or what time is it in Arizona? I don't mm. know. I'm just stupid. <laughs> I'm so bad with time zones too, though. <laughs> Should we just consider that our ketchup since we're struggling with ketchups lately? Yeah, because Katie and I don't do anything new. Right, we really don't. We do same old, same old, so. We have a new video out of something we actually did do. We celebrated Halloween together, just us, in a very COVID-friendly environment. And we just got in Euphoria makeup, so go check that out on our YouTube channel. And be sure to follow us on all our social medias. And we also did a visual-only pre-show that you can only see on YouTube. So if you're streaming this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, be sure to check out this episode on YouTube. For exclusive content, Michaela is catching us up about her feelings on The Bachelorette and Claire. Very interesting. Be sure to check it out. Do you have anything else to plug? Uh, Well, I just posted my November wrap-up, or my October wrap-up reads and ratings on my TikTok. Um, It was a bit of a slower month for me, and already November is off to kind of a slow month. My problem is, Katie, you you know how my OCD, when it gets caught on something, like, it's caught on something, and right now I'm still, like, caught on the Throne of Glass series that I finished last month, and I only, like, I just want to go back and reread that, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, that is eight books you literally just read it and move on to something else but I can't really get into anything else right now wow yeah so I'm kind of struggling with like content and I can't I don't have any inspiration for my last painting for that one so I don't know I'm hoping that maybe this weekend I can just like get it done and get it posted on there but yeah check out my TikTok for all things books and book painting related yeah that's pretty much the only content I post on there and your Although YouTube actually, channel you did uh, yeah October wrap up too 
Yep, on my YouTube channel too. So I go more in depth on that because obviously on TikTok you're like limited to 60 seconds and I just like put a couple of bullet points with each one. But yeah, yeah I have more in depth thoughts on my YouTube. I will be posting actually because I'm running out of my book canvases to post. I'm going to go back and post all of my movie ones or start to post all of those. So if you like movies, obviously you're listening to this podcast. I'll be posting some of those on my TikTok too. And did you ever get your Etsy shop up and running? Is that still a thing? Yes, it's still a thing, but no, I don't have it up and running yet. I'm more just trying to crunch the numbers. Like, that sounds ridiculous, but to, like, pay for supplies and, like, shipping labels and getting prints made versus, Mm. like, how much I think I can charge for them. I'm just trying to figure out, like, how, like, where I can print the cheapest because I don't want to use my own printer. I don't have, like, a good enough printer. Cool. Well, something to look forward to, guys. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, booty. Okay, well, should we get into movies of comfort? Movies that bring us Let's comfort. Let's do it. Alrighty, so Katie, first off, I just want to ask you, when do you want to watch a comfort movie? You know, like, what puts you in the mood to be like, you know what, I just want to sit down and I want to watch a comfort movie. What kind of vibe are you in? Okay, well, that's a great question. And the first thing that comes to mind is hungover. And I hate to say it, people, but I get hungover quite frequently because we're pretty sure I'm allergic to alcohol. And that sounds like an excuse, but it's not. And also, I just don't know my limits. And that's a whole other issue. But yeah, hungover, sick, sometimes just like mental health stuff, you know, like if something happens and I just kind of want to like get through the day, if that makes sense. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. you just wish you could fast forward through a day. And I feel like a lot of times that's where some of these movies come in for me. Also, long car rides. I like to watch a comfort movie or just movies that I know I'm going to enjoy and like be intrigued in because if I'm bored, I'm bored already during a long car ride. So I don't want to like take a chance on being bored. I want to watch something that I know I'm going to like. Also, maybe when I'm hosting uh, people over and, you know, we're trying to pick a movie, I want to make sure that like the movie caters to everybody and everybody's gonna enjoy it so that's what some of these movies on my list are all about too movies that I feel comfortable showing to my friends mm-hmm. putting on in the background I don't necessarily think as much with long car rides that I kind of like reserve much more for music and like podcasts and stuff mm. but I totally agree with the hangover days with college I remember so many Saturdays and Sundays just spend like picking out a comfort movie and watching those all day long yeah um also the weather plays into it quite a lot for me like on the weekend let's say if because I work during the week so let's say like Saturday rolls around and if it's like dark and gloomy from the moment I wake up I'm immediately like okay what movie am I going to be watching today and it really just puts me in that mood of just wanting to watch something to kind of like zen out enjoy myself not really have to do too much thinking and yeah I agree with Katie like mental health days when I'm not feeling too hot I just need like that old sense of comfort yeah yeah some people might not necessarily 
necessarily know what we mean by comfort movies, but the best way for me to describe it, at least like for myself, my definition of it would just be, or I guess let me make an analogy. So you're going to a restaurant, you're going out to eat. This is not COVID times. Like you're having a good night, you're going out to TGI Fridays. You're deciding what to order. And sometimes maybe you would be in the mood to like try something new, something exciting. Maybe you're in the mood for that sometimes. But other times you're just, I'm going to play it safe and I'm going to go with the thing that I know I'm always going to like because why waste money and calories on something that I may or may not enjoy. That's just kind of the same with these movies. It's like sometimes you're in the mood for something new and you want to watch something that you're really going to be like glued to the screen and on the edge of your seat. But other times you, you just need familiarity, something that's kind of like the old faithful, the tried and true. You know you're going to like it and enjoy it and be entertained and it's going to like keep you occupied. I agree with Katie. I don't want anything new. I want something I know through and through. I want something that I can like half pay attention to, half nap or like play on my phone or you know just just zone out. I don't want to feel like I'm missing anything by not sitting there and listening to every single word and watching every single jump cut you know yeah I don't want anything that is going to cause any emotional distress normally I am all about being fucked up by a movie I want to like have my heart in like pieces or be like on the edge of my seat or be like really stressed or really nervous in a movie this is not that time I don't want anything I want my emotions and my heart rate to stay on like an even steady scale I don't want anything that's like jumping it back and forth whatsoever that's kind of what I look for and like Katie said Old Faithful it's pretty comfort movies are ones that obviously you've already seen you already know are like tried and true for you because there are movies that I've seen before and I'm like, I'm fine just seeing that one time and never watching it again. Because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, now I know the plot and everything and I don't feel the need to like sit down and rewatch it. Whereas these movies, it's like I can watch it knowing the plot hundreds of times and still be like relatively engaged and entertained, but also like able to tune out. It's kind of like you can go in and out as you please. Katie, I have one more question for you. Or actually kind of two, I think, before we get into everything. When you first watch a movie, so let's say you're watching like a brand new movie on Netflix you're going to the movie theater again pre-COVID times also I found a movie theater gift card in my wallet for $25 when am I ever going to be able to use that do you ever have a moment when you're watching this of being like oh this is going to be for sure a new comfort movie for me or is it like only after that's done and you've experienced it and then when you're sitting there looking for a comfort movie that then you look back and be like oh maybe Mm. I'd like to watch that one again or does it ever pique your interest right away of being like a quote-unquote comfort movie for you or is it more like in the moment kind of thing I don't think I feel that way in the moment I feel like I have that feeling a lot more with television shows I think I have a lot more comfort tv shows to be honest than movies interesting because starting new shows is the most daunting thing to me even though when you find a new show that feeling of like falling in love with a new show is the best feeling ever but it's it makes it like I don't know why but like choosing a new show to watch is always such a daunting thing no matter how many times I like fall in love with new shows so I do have a lot of like shows that I'll just go back to and rewatch episodes to avoid like trying to find something new but anyways I think when I went and watched the final Harry Potter movies I knew that that was a really this is 
gonna sound dumb and maybe not relatable to anybody, but that was an emotional time for me, that series coming to an end, because for so long I had things to look forward to, like book releases and film releases, and I had a hard time coming to terms with not having that in my life anymore, because that had been all I knew since I was in third grade and it ended. So I had a hard time coming to terms with that and knowing that it would come out on DVD and like I can rewatch this as many times as I want. I think that's like the only time in a theater where I thought like I'm going to watch these movies like a lot forever. <laughs> yeah. Random question for you. Did you see Fantastic Beasts? No. Like the two You've never seen them? I've never seen them. No. Yeah, I don't know why I've just kind of like closed the chapter on like Harry Potter in my life besides watching the original movies. But I don't even really watch the original movies back that much, just the last two. Yeah, I agree with you that I don't think I've really ever watched a movie except for one that I'm going to talk about and when we get into some of our different ones and it's a super recent one, mostly because it just gives me such a similar vibe to the other one that I'm like, this is gonna be a comfort movie for me yeah but otherwise I don't notice it in that moment however after my first viewing of a movie because I do collect movies on like physical blu-rays sometimes dvd copies I do know after I first watch them if I want to buy it or not and that's normally a cue in not every single movie that I own physically is a comfort movie for me but it's a sign of being like okay yeah I might walk over to my racks at some point during a weekend day and like look at that and be like huh will that make the cut today yeah you know right. I don't know if that makes any sense to anyone else but it does. I have that way with like books like I have like comfort books too that like I'll walk over and just be like oh I want to read a couple chapters out of this just to like be in that mindset for a bit do you notice any commonalities within all of your different comfort movies hmm. not really yeah not really that I can tell I have okay. kind of a wonky list I'd say somewhat I do notice one that I guess I like to watch people fall in love (laughs) but like I do have quite a few that are like some are like more romance movies but others just have like love intertwined with them that I guess like that might be a commonality I found that's not necessarily something that I like search out but I was just looking at my list and I'm like huh that kind of all works together also I will say that not all of my comfort movies are what I would say are quote-unquote good movies like I have some that are not necessarily good well yeah same but like I can't help but for some reason there's something about them that I really like so none of my like absolute favorite movies are on my comfort list which I also find kind of odd yeah but I I think because I love being emotionally fucked up by my favorite movies that like I don't crisscross those with these right do you have yours in any order no I don't have mine in any order okay good I will just start at the top of my list then with If I Stay which is that Chloe Grace Moretz movie from I'm sorry actually I feel bad my notes are kind of wonky I didn't look up the year on any of these I didn't either it's on It's from, like, the late 2010s. Yeah, I think it was, like, 2014. Yeah, 2014, so, like, mid-2010s. This is one that I think this one kind of fits the weather mood that I'm looking for when I want a comfort movie. It's got... It's, like, pretty gray in tone. There's obviously, like, a car accident on, like, a snowy road on kind of, like, a bit of a gloomy day, so that kind of fits it. Um, A lot of the scenes that they're in, it's, like, fall slash winterish time, so they're wearing, like, winter coats, and it's dark or it's gloomy.
gloomy. I don't know, just something about it just brings me such, like, a sense of comfort. Mm. Again, it's like, for being kind of heavier of a teen movie, I don't really feel that invested in this family, so I don't really care, like, that they're all dying. I don't feel, like, emotionally attached to them at all. And I think just something, I like the two characters' relationship. I just think it's almost calming in a way, and, like, pretty realistic for a teen romance of them having just like normal teen fights of being like you're prioritizing your career over me and I don't know there's just something about it that gives me a sense of comfort it's weird when you mentioned gray tones like that rang through to me and I've only seen Mm -hmm. it once in theaters but yeah super gray kind of like wet pavement yeah (laughs) like yeah what a good time. And she plays the cello, so there's, yes. like, a lot of orchestral music in yeah. it, which, again, just kind of bring me that sense of peace a bit. The boyfriend is, like, a pretty calm, steady presence for the most part, which I think, too, he's not, like, very emotionally up and down. Like, overall, the movie is not very, like, up and down, even when people are dying. Maybe other people watch it and don't see that. I'm just not, like, super invested in, in any of these characters that I don't really care that they're... Yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I kind of mentioned this a little bit ago when we were doing questions, but Harry Potter, Deathly Hallows Part 1 and 2, I'm just lumping them together because, you know, I'm not going to separate this. I have the same notes for both of them. Sometimes I'll just watch Part 2, like if I'm, depending on the situation, but if it's a hangover day and I, like, need something to get me through the day, like, these movies are it. Because I'll start it when I wake up, which is probably, like, 11 or noon if I'm hungover. And then by the time I finish both of them, it's, like, dinner time or even later. So it's pretty much, like, gotten me through the entire day, which is why I (laughs) gravitate towards them. Watching these two back-to-back is perfect for long road trips. Like, 10 out of 10 recommend if you're traveling a long distance. This will kill a ton of time if you watch them back to back and I look forward to certain scenes in this but I can also like tune out obviously because I know every plot point pretty much I could recite these movies word for word I think these two films are the ones I've seen the most in my life but yeah the there's certain scenes for me that just never get old like Harry and Hermione dancing in part one and the battle of Hogwarts in part two which is like the majority of the film but certain moments within that so those were by far what I was most looking forward to watching when we did that when I had to watch them all for YA month when we were covering all eight of them those two were the two that I was like really really looking forward to finally seeing everything fall together and the second one I remember just being like non-stop like enthralled by it I feel like we should revisit the Harry Potter series at some point because when we did that for YA month it was like kind of a tumultuous time in the world in April (laughs) during covid Mm -hmm. and i just feel like harry potter is kind of make having a new moment now in pop Mm -hmm. culture so i think we should revisit that and i definitely think we should revisit twilight me too and i mean i just always want to talk about the hunger games and i think we will have to revisit those when um a ballad of songbirds and snakes that movie comes out that would be a good time to revisit it did you see that freeform is doing a hunger games marathon uh no i think today okay my next comfort movie is bridesmaids i'm pretty sure it came out in like 20 why am i thinking 2011 that seems 
too long ago. I don't know. I think this movie won because it takes place in Wisconsin and in Milwaukee. So like the places yeah, yeah. are there. It's like got a sense of familiarity for us when they're showing like the Milwaukee public market. I'm like, oh my God, wait, I used to like live right by there. That it's just kind of cool. I love having like the all female cast. Yeah. I, there's just something about seeing like all of those women play off True. of each other and banter is just fun. Again, like how Katie said, how she knows like every plot point in those Harry Potter movies. I like know every single like little shtick in this whole movie, so I can pay attention when I want to and not pay attention when I don't want to. I don't know. It always makes me laugh, but not like I don't find this movie like super laugh out loud funny for me. So again, I can kind of keep that like neutral emotional state all yeah. through it. And yeah, I just I like the characters in it and I find it just like enjoyable. I feel like I don't have a ton to say about yeah. most of these because it's kind of like the same thing over and over again so Right, no, I, I kind of imagine this episode kind of moving quicker than some of our other Normal. ones. Normal, yeah. My next one is the Lizzie McGuire movie. This is just like one from my childhood that I love. It's a safe one to like watch with your parents. I don't know. A lot of times when I sit down to watch a movie, if it's not for the podcast, like it's with my family because I live with my parents right now. And so often my parents aren't one to be like, no sex scenes in. Like we're not one to like be weird about that. But it's just like not the best time, you know, to like <laughs> be watching a sex scene with your parents. And it's like hard to come by films nowadays without those. But this, it's like not a little kids movie this one is actually good we all like it i love the rome vibes it's just like warm tones i like the music like the italian mm -hmm. music i like all the characters and kind of how they even like kate the mean girl i just like her i'm drawn to her and how she evolves in this movie and ends up like helping lizzie out i just like watching that transition happen just watching everything fall together every time it's like satisfying to watch paolo get what's coming to him every time like i don't know it's just a feel-good movie and good mm -hmm. vibes all around and what you were saying about watching with your parents I, when I first saw A Star is Born, I had seen it twice before I, my mom was like, oh, you know, I'll watch that with you because she knew how like obsessed I was with it. And I was like, okay, I know there's like one sex scene, but it's not really that long. Like I was like, it's fine. What I didn't realize is how many times they say the word fuck so much. And my family does not swear. I mean, on here, you'd never know that from me because yeah. like, I keep it for my friends and yeah. I, I, I don't swear in front of my parents like they're not cool with that and I didn't realize that until we watched it and I was like yikes yeah <laughs> my next couple guys you're gonna eye roll but I did tell you that just because these are my comfort movies does not mean that these are necessarily good movies I already know so my next two on my list are Fifty Shades of Grey and Fifty Shades Darker <laughs> I was just... thinking about putting Fifty Shades on my list there, and I don't have the third one. The third one, for some reason, is not a comfort movie. It's the first <laughs> two. The first one in particular, but yeah. Fifty Shades Darker is my favorite. The first and it fits on good. here. But for some reason, the third one, just, like, it doesn't fit in that same realm in my mind of, like, comfort movie. I don't know what it is. I think the fact that, like, there isn't a ton of plot to these, that it really is just, like, two people falling in love and, like, mm -hmm. having sex, that there's just something very easy to watch 
watch about it, yeah. but you're not having to put any brain power in. I know these movies back and forth, like the back of my hand. I don't have to pay close attention. There's not a whole lot of dialogue in them. I mean, yes, there is, but there's also just a lot of like montage moments yeah. or shots of like close-ups or panning sweeping views. Like, there's not a ton of dialogue True. if you actually, like, watch and pay attention to it. And something about that is kind of comfortable to sit back and watch. I think the fact that there's not a huge cast of characters. Like, Bridesmaids can sometimes get, like, a bit overwhelming in a way because there's so many characters. Fifty Shades, it's basically Christian and Anna. That's pretty much it for the most part. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, these movies genuinely give me such, like, a sense of peace watching them. And it's so weird, I know. No, but no I do. definitely relate to what you're saying and I think too like tonally like the look of them they're also very yeah. gray and like cool toned and I just like that and the music in them soundtracks slap both of them Top so much. I think what's interesting too is like nowadays movies that play on TV often are like comfort movies because mm -hmm. I think television networks kind of know that if people are gonna watch television movies it's just like oh this is on like mm -hmm. i enjoy that bridesmaids is one that plays on tv quite often he has literally been doing 50 shades of gray marathons michael and i've noticed like really frequently lately my next one is the parent trap the Lindsay lohan version this is another one that like we watched a ton when my sister and i were younger it was just kind of like always the go-to dvd warm tones i think in this movie, I just like, I, it's just one that I pretty much know by heart. Like I know all the plot movements, feel good movie. It's, but it's like entertaining and fun every time. The different locations I like because it like keeps it dynamic and you know it starts off at that summer camp and then we're at the London house and the vineyard in California and then camping with Meredith or whatever and then like on the boat and I like again it's like fun seeing it all come together time after time interesting that when we've talked about tones every single time I've said like I like the cool tones and every single movie pretty much that you've pointed out it's been like the warm tones so yeah. that's just I like cool tones too but okay I'll get these out of the way again people don't <laughs> hate um my next one is after <laughs> Yeah, I knew this was coming eventually. And, like, I will probably end up putting After We Collide on here as well. Like, I've only seen it the one time, but, like, I feel like that's going to turn into the yeah. same shtick for the first one. However, I think, like, the first one, it's just so, like, again, there's not, it's kind of similar to Fifty Shades. There's yep. not a ton of dialogue. It's a lot of montages. It's basically just two people falling in love and having sex. And again, like, I don't know why. Just, like, these romance movies kind of just put me in a sense of just, like, I don't know. I can just, like, completely turn my mind off watching yeah. them. Yeah. I think, again, with After, it's not, like, necessarily like, the best. It's not the best, like, love story. I think, like, Nicholas Sparks movies, when you think of those, you would think, like, those are technically, quote-unquote, better, like, romance stories. Mm -hmm. But I don't like those as much because yeah. they're too, like, clean happy I don't know but I mean sometimes sad obviously actually a lot of the time sad I don't know there's something about after in 50 shades that like they both are so cringe and kind of toxic but yet it just like works for me and yeah I think with after it's like a familiar environment it's college like it's something 
familiar, the experiences are like familiar. It's just pretty much these two characters. Yeah, there are like these friends involved, but for the most part, it's pretty much just Harden and Tessa. The music's good in it too. I don't really know what else to say about it. It just, I can yeah. completely check out when I'm watching it. And again, I know this movie back and forth too. I don't know how many times I've seen it and I can just like completely tune out and be like on my phone playing Candy Crush. <laughs> like yeah. half paying attention half on my phone. Yeah, you said when we were watching the second one, like, this is definitely gonna turn into a comfort movie for me. Mm -hmm. Because it's, again, like, similar vibes. And maybe it's, too, because I've read the book, so, like, I can kind of, like, fill in anything else with, like, any gaps in my mind that I'm missing in the movie. But, yeah, I definitely think the second one will turn into the same thing. It had a similar enough vibe to the first one. Obviously, we did talk there were quite a bit of differences on it. You can check out our After We Collided episode and also our after episode we had we covered both of them but it just has a lot of the same things that in the first one that are like comfortable and familiar that I think it will turn into one for me as well you know people hate all you want Mm. honestly it's fine I get it but (laughs) I can't help it it's like Katie with Glee although I would say Glee's like more socially acceptable to Uh, enjoy watching but (laughs) (laughs) it's uh, questionable my next one is Mean Girls another one that plays a lot on TV I think good actors and actresses that I enjoy watching I just like watching their performances they never get old to me it's a easy film to like recite word for word and i think if you don't know the plot of mean girls you are just like probably not born in the 90s but again like the warm tones the very pink like bright blue vibe likable characters like funny to see them clash and just how things again like work out i love janice and um damien another Lindsay lohan movie (laughs) i think she'll just like her earlier movies will always just have like a place in my heart like it's good every time but also you can just tune it out because you know what's gonna happen that is a good one and another great Lindsay movie Right. Okay, my next one is Fast and Furious 6, the sixth one in particular. This is why this is one on here that is kind of like the odd one out compared to the rest. It's not a romance, it's not a comedy, it's like an action movie, but yet I can stay like emo- or emotionally steady throughout the whole thing. Like I never really get too nervous because I've seen it so many times. Right. That I know every action sequence. I know that when the tank comes out on the bridge, that, like, it's all going to end up being fine. I know when Letty gets, like, shot off the tank, that Dom's going to save her. I know that she's going to start getting her memory back. Like, I just know every little facet of this movie that it doesn't make doesn't make me nervous. Um, this is one that like had my OCD like triggered for a solid like year, so I think that's partially why it's like become a comfort movie because I was like so invested in it for so long um, that I just know every single part of it. And having like the whole crew back together in it mm. because fast. Four, Letty dies, spoiler alert, and then she's back in Fast 6, and, but then we still have, like, Gal Gadot in it, we have Han, like, we have basically the whole crew together, and yeah, there's just something comforting about seeing, obviously this was, this was before Paul Walker passed away, so him and Mia are both in it, and yeah, it's just... Furious 7 is my favorite of the franchise, but this one is the one that I have probably seen the most times because I don't get emotionally wrecked by it every time I watch it. I need to watch those at some point. 
I'd love it if you did. I feel like you won't like them. Probably won't. <laughs> Although it does still have the romance storyline in there, because Dom and Letty are, like, finding their way back to each other. But, yeah, Katie, I don't know. I would love nothing more if you watched these. I just feel like you're not going to like them. But if you ever want to give them a shot, let's please do it. Okay, I'll let you know. <laughs> I won't hold my breath. <laughs> okay. Okay, my next one is a little bit strange, but bear with me. So it's Get Out. Now, obviously, this is like different from the rest because it's one that you would think would like keep you on the edge of your seat. It's a movie I like to show people if they've never seen it before or if I'm like hosting something. This is a movie I feel comfortable suggesting and putting on, specifically because I think it's kind of an every band's movie. I know there are some people who might not like it, but people my age I and like the people that I'm close to, I feel like it kind of fits everybody's. Like, I don't really have anybody in my life who would like not enjoy this movie, I guess. Mm-hmm. There are some who might enjoy it more than others, but I feel confident that anybody in my, like pretty much all the people closest to me could get in a room and like collectively have a good time watching this movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's suspenseful enough to keep people engaged, but if you've seen it before, you can either like tune out or look for new things that you missed in past viewings, and that's something I enjoy like going back and watching this movie, doing when I watch it, I like to look for things that I missed in the past, like symbols and stuff. Like nothing is super scary for people who maybe don't love scary movies. I think you won't turn anybody off. It's labeled like a horror movie and a scary movie, but there's no like gory, creepy people. Like it us comparably is a lot more scary, a lot more like scarring the Im- the images are a little bit scarier, but in Get Out, like, if you have a friend who doesn't like scary movies, this movie is probably okay for them. It's not too deep where it'll go over people's heads, but it's, like, deep enough for people who like that type of stuff. Like, the symbolism is there if you want it, but if you don't care, it's still an enjoyable and entertaining movie. I really love the main character. I love the opening sequence when, like, Childish Gambino is playing and... I'm pretty sure it's Redbone that's playing. And I love his apartment and I love that actor and just like his mm-hmm. his outfits in the entire movie just bring me a lot of comfort. Like mm-hmm. kind of just like a chill boyfriend. Like He looks so normal. Like his wardrobe is just like average. And I yeah. mean that like the best way possible. He looks like just anyone walking down the street. Yeah, and he looks like he would smell so good, and, like, his apartment apartment just looks clean, and his voice is so soft mm-hmm. and, like, soothing and calming, and his skin is, like, so smooth, mm-hmm. and I don't know, like, I just enjoy watching him on screen. Like, I'm not trying to sexualize him or anything. Like, he just brings me peace to, like, mm-hmm. watch him. He does have and, a great voice. I would yeah. love for him to do audiobooks. Yeah. I would love to just sit there and listen to this man read. Yeah, and there's no like creepy jump scares or like if you start to doze off like there's nothing that's really gonna like wake you up i mean there's like the fight scenes and everything that happens at the end but like the audio doesn't really like jump up and down all that not like insidious yeah it brings me comfort for some Mm -hmm. reason even though like the subject nature is very uncomfortable and being forced to like confront racism in america is obviously not comfortable and it should be uncomfortable but like you should do it anyways and as a person who does not like scary movies i will vouch for what katie said that like if you have a friend who does not like scary movies they could still like this movie because i personally am not like 
super terrified of it, even yeah. though I'm scared by everything. Next on my list is Tangled from Disney. Yes, Cute. an animated film. Disney movies in general for me have such a sense of nostalgia that pretty much any Disney movie could be a comfort movie for me. However, there's just something about Tangled that just really brings it all the way home for me. The music is beautiful. The colors are incredible. The animation is great. The story is calming in a way, like she's off on adventures, but yet it still just like brings me a sense of like peace to it. I love Flynn Rider. He's like one of my favorite animated Disney characters. I think he's like a lot of fun, but he's not like too over the top. He's not like a genie. I mean, Again, no shade, no tea to the genie. I love the genie. But the genie's like obviously this very like extra over the top character that in Aladdin is perfect. However, like when I want to just, like I said, I just want to be like completely <laughs> neutral and like emotional wavelength. Yeah. Tangle doesn't really have any characters that are so like up and down. I think the lantern scene in particular to mm -hmm. me, I think of like a calming scene and it's that. And two now, if you know, or if you've listened to the pod before, I did work at Disney. I did an internship there. And so certain things about Disney bring me a sense of sadness in a way now, like that that time is like come and gone. And like, yes, I'm so like appreciative that I've had that time. However, like it makes me sad that like it's over and that all of my friends made there, like I can't be around anymore. Yeah. Entangled has a sense of that because it was one of my roommate's favorite movies. It's in the final show at Magic, or it's in the fireworks show at Magic Kingdom. Like there are certain parts of it that bring like a little twinge of sadness to me watching it that I almost like relish in when yeah. I'm in the mood for a comfort movie. I love Tangled. It's definitely like my favorite recent Disney movie of past years. I love Mandy Moore. She Her is like a comforting presence. Yeah. I think, actually, Katie, that's a great point. Her voice is just like very, she sounds like a Disney princess, but not in like a Snow White kind of like annoying way. Snow White's voice is, is annoying as hell. It's just very soft and almost like fluttering, I want to say. I don't know. Tangled brings me a sense of nostalgia and peace with like a twing of sadness and, but also like light. Yeah. I don't know. Certain like actors and actresses kind of like bring me comfort to see on screen like Anne Hathaway for some reason or like Julia Roberts mm -hmm. and maybe it's because they deliver relatively the same performance every time but it's always a good performance Jennifer Aniston Jennifer Aniston yeah all the like white women <laughs> from the <laughs> 90s my next one is Girls Trip which I've talked about on the pod before but it's another hangover sick day movie it's one that I would gravitate towards if I'm sad or if like I had an anxious moment that I can't stop replaying in my head this is definitely a movie that would help pull me out of that um, it always puts me in a better mood than I was in before it reminds me of my college roommates we used to watch it all the time comedy and it never gets old sometimes I'll watch it and then I'll go on to watch like a Tiffany Haddish comedy special afterwards if it's like a really bad day and I just I genuinely like the story it's a feel-good movie you know it's about friends mm -hmm. and it's a good movie to watch with friends too again like if you're hosting something it guarantees laughs every time Queen Latifah's I... another calming presence on she screen she is I was just talking to <laughs> Olivia and I were talking about this about we were joking about the Civil War <laughs> the new Civil War coming out soon and we were talking about I don't know how we got on this topic, but I was thinking about like getting in the dance battle fight, and I'm like, we need to all get those That's wigs, my like dream. a girls trip. 
and go to battle. I tried to get my college roommates to like to like do a routine, you know, come up with a routine that we would just have on deck in case that mm-hmm. situation ever arose and they would always think that I was so dumb. But I would be like, guys, we need a routine just in case. We need one. I definitely think we should choreograph one and for whoever's bachelorette party is first, which is probably gonna be yours, we're definitely doing that to prepare. Great. And we're all buying wigs. But we gotta all get, like, the same cut wigs. Not, like, at your yeah. birthday party when it was just a wig party. We are all getting, like, that short bob, just different colors. Yeah, cool. and then I want a crown for mine, so I stick out. No problem. Alrighty, my next one is Stick It. Do you remember that movie, that gymnastics movie? No. Oh, you don't know that movie? No. It's with uh, Jeff Bridges. I don't remember what the main actress's name is. Okay, I don't know how like else to describe it. Anyways, it's a gymnastics movie, uh-huh. but it's kind of like a bit of a comedy. There's something about it that I remember seeing it when I was little. So like again, it's one of those that has like that childhood comfort for me. Not even childhood. I'd say like teenagehood comfort for mm-hmm. me. The characters in it are all funny and all pretty flawed, if you will. They're all like a little interesting. Let's just say that. And like they're they're all. Misfits. They're all kind of misfits all together at this gymnastics gym, training to try to be like the best gymnasts they can. And our main character is sent there like as a instead of juvie, like she's been oh. breaking the law and stuff, and she gets sent to this gymnastics camp instead of going to juvie. So she's Got really it. not like into being there. There's just a sense of again comfort. I don't really know what else to say at this point about any of these. It's just something that I know back and forth. I can watch. It's enjoyable. The characters are all pretty neutral. There's not, like, any huge, big plot points to follow along to. Love that. I suck at explaining these guys. I'm sorry. I don't know what else you want from me. (laughs) I don't think you suck at explaining them. My next one is kind of a hybrid. It's, like, the Twilight movies, but in parentheses, Breaking Dawn Part 2. So I had Breaking Dawn Part 2 on DVD, and I would, like, pop that in. Basically, the Twilight movies are reserved for my depressive episodes. (laughs) I pretty much have what I call a Twilight weekend once every two years. (laughs) That's kind of like how it's been going. Um, I never plan them. They just kind of happen. And you just get in the mood. I don't know. My most recent Twilight weekend was when I had possibly been exposed to COVID. I wasn't, but I thought I might have been at the time. So all my plans got canceled and I had to like stay home for a weekend and I was lonely and sad and depressed. And I just ended up watching all the Twilight movies the entire weekend. And yeah, I went through a phase where I just like to have the last movie on in the background. I don't know why. I think I just liked the fight scene and knowing that like it's all fake the horrible cgi it's like uncomfortable but comfortable and the awkward jacob stuff like with him and (laughs) renesme it's just like rotisserie weird yeah and edward and bella both being vampires and just their like love story coming to an end and the saga coming to an end it's just like fun to watch I'm not mad about the resurgence that a lot of these old franchises are having. I think it's entertaining. Me too. And then people are just owning it. Okay, my next one is Divergent. The first one and only the first one. I think because it's kind of bad. I mean, it's definitely the best out of the series. it's definitely the best, yeah. But it's not, like, 
the best. But right. again, not a lot of my movies on this list are. Yeah. But I think it's because the tone of it all is just like very even throughout. The color scale of it is very even throughout. There is just a lot of like montage moments again of like her training, of her just kind of getting yeah. into her routine. The Divergent books are like comfort books for me. So I think then seeing those like translated on screen does something for me. Yeah. Especially the first book was always, no, Insurgent was always my favorite. That's a lie. But I do really like the first book a lot. And I think they stuck the closest to the book. So watching it all on screen. Shailene Woodley too is just like a very calming presence for me. She is just one of my main bitches. I love Shailene Woodley yeah. so much. And I love Theo James. I think he is like a very calming presence on screen. He's pretty like even keeled in his emotions. And yeah. uh, his voice like always stays pretty even. You know, it's not like... It's not got a lot of like rise and fall to it. Right. I don't know if that's a good way of explaining it. Again, then we have Zoe Kravitz too. Again, like I think that familiarity with her, I act like I know her. I don't, but I think because like I've seen her in so many things, that like again, it's like that familiar presence. As well as Miles Teller. Mm. So I think it just has like a lot of people on screen that I know and love. So obviously there is like a battle sequence kind of ish at the end but it's not like full out war or anything that it doesn't like give me anxiety I know right. how it's gonna turn out my list is gone but can I just like rapid fire a few like off the top of my head yeah some other movies that just bring me comfort Princess Diaries like going back to Anne Hathaway Freaky Friday obviously The Grinch like around Christmas time The Polar Express around Christmas time Neighbors for some reason uh neighbors is such a good one yeah you're so right and like 21 jump street those are just like movies from when we were younger she's the man the third high school musical movie scream is just yeah so iconic and the boys are back i feel like it's such an underrated scene in that movie yeah those are like all that i can think of off the top of my head that i would just like like to cozy up and watch probably tomorrow after we know or may not know the results of the election okay i only have one more and then i have one that used to be a comfort movie and now it's not that i want to like quick touch on so my last one is the devil wears prada (gasps) kind of what katie has said it's like always on tv whenever i see it on i am clicking on it i don't know how many times i've seen it again anne hathaway yeah cute about her i think it's just one of the original like rom-coms kind of that i had seen in the like 2000s was the best rom-com era of all time and i feel like this is just a such a standout movie from it all the characters are great i've seen it so many times i just i love it there's something in it just like a sense of peace yeah i don't really know what else to say with it so i'll leave it at that also mamma mia meryl and like that movie i would put mamma mia too over Mamma Mia. I don't really like the first Mamma Mia. Interesting. Yeah, that movie is just like funny, quirky. Apparently, like all the actors were drunk during it. It's just like a loosey goosey fun vibe. Okay, so then one that used to be a comfort movie and now really isn't. The Star Wars movies give me such a sense of comfort and nostalgia, but they also get my heart racing, which is why they are not really on this list. Okay. However, The Last Jedi was a comfort movie for me for, like, the entire year and a half after it came out. I watched that movie, I would say, on average, like, every couple of months. Yeah. It's just something about it. I absolutely love The Last Jedi. We... Have we talked about this before? I've talked about it before, I think, on the podcast. But we haven't talked about that movie Is that the first new one? That's the second. Okay. 
So like it's the Force, the Force Awakens, and then the Last Jedi, and then Rise of Skywalker, which our very first podcast episode ever is on the Rise of Skywalker. So I touch on the Last Jedi, and that probably I haven't listened to that one in a while, but I will never anyway. get them straight ever. I don't know no. how many times you've tried to explain it to me, but I can't do it. <laughs> but anyways, it is the second one. And it's the one that a lot of people like don't vibe with. I love The Last Jedi so much. And I think part of the reason why this one really vibed with me, I think it's the second movie in franchises. I just really yeah. like, I always like in trilogies, I always really like the second book. I just think. I've noticed that second... about you. You like the second Harry Potter it's... movie. Nobody likes the second Harry Potter movie. I think it's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't I think okay I think it's because I love a good all hope is lost moment in the trilogy and I think that the second book is kind of what you have to do with that you have to set it up to look like that the odds are so insurmountable and it does that in a way and I don't know why I think the composition of the whole movie is so pleasing I think the multiple adventures going on are good but they're also not so like adrenaline rush filled that they don't constantly feel like someone's in danger they just are like separate journeys that people are going on hmm. and again I think the Kylo Ren character development in this movie was so fantastically done and, like, I just felt such a sense of, like, excitement for this character, but also just in the moment with him and Ray throughout this whole movie, like, they're carrying this whole movie. And it just, it did something for me. It made me feel, like, at peace to see, like, these two characters coming together. However, it is not a comfort movie for me anymore because of Rise of Skywalker. It oh. kind of paints in a different view. Wow. Obviously, now I know, spoiler alert, of how Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo's journey ends. So now watching it back, I feel like almost frustrated in a way of seeing yeah. like all of this character development that Ryan Johnson built up just to see J.J. Abrams kind of destroy that in Nine. I still love that movie. However, when I watch it more now, I'm more like actively engaged watching it of thinking of everything that happened in Rise of Skywalker. So it's not a comfort movie anymore of mine. However, I still love it. That makes a lot of sense. I can see that. I feel like that's how I'm going to feel rewatching Game of Thrones. It does, It just kind of changes things. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to rewatching Game of Thrones too and like knowing now how Danny's story ends. But yeah, I'm like kind of nervous because I don't want it to paint it super different for me. Kind of like how it did with this, but... We did it. We did it. We did it. Hooray. What do we have up on deck for next week? It is my birthday. Oh yeah. So guys, Katie... For Katie's birthday this year, we were like, Katie, you get to choose kind of whatever you want to talk about. So we talked about our musical episode. No, we did TV um, shows. Oh, did we? I thought it was the musical soundtracks. Oh, anyways. Okay, well, Katie got to pick her, like, birthday week episode. So I got to pick this week, and Katie so generously agreed to discuss Star Wars. I'm excited, though. So we're going to be discussing the prequels, which are not even arguably. They're, like, everyone's least favorite Star Wars movies. However, they're having a bit of a resurgence. They're also the ones that I, I feel them. most they're... willing to watch. Like, out of all like three separate ones like the originals and the new ones and the prequels mm -hmm. I if I had to choose I would choose to rewatch the prequels I can't wait I cannot wait to rewatch three I haven't rewatched it in like a year which is a long time for me yeah <laughs> And I'm so excited to go back and watch it. I have not watched Phantom Menace, which is the first one, in probably five years. So I'm excited to go back and watch that Phantom again. Menace. And That's the one that everybody, like, really doesn't hates, like. 
hates that and Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Which is the second one. Which I, the, set, the Attack of the Clones is like one of the first movies I remember seeing just like in general. Revenge of the Sith is the first movie I remember seeing in a the movie theater. So. Wow. I'm, just, I'm so excited to discuss them. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. The first movie I so. saw in a movie theater was Thomas the Train. <laughs> Uh, stay safe, stay well, guys. Let's get through this together. Obviously, Mikhail and I have no idea what the election is going mm-hmm. to come out to be, but by the time you guys are hearing this, you might know. We hope that this doesn't come off as, like, insensitive. We're recording it on election night, so we don't know what's going on in the world. If it's all going to shit, like... We're not talking about it because we don't know that. Hopefully it doesn't Mm -hmm. all go to shit, though. Hopefully we all are just fine. I sure hope so. Yay. I'm going to go and make myself a drink and eat Chinese food and maybe shed a tear. That sounds so good. I think I'm just going to have cereal for dinner tonight. I'm feeling like just a comfort food, so I think I'm just going to have some cereal. That sounds good. I'm going to have some cereal and wine and be better, and Katie's going to have some alcohol and Chinese food. Enjoy the night as much as we can. Yay! All right, everyone, stay safe, wear a mask, lilacs. Lilacs!